From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great to have you wherever you are in the world, even in places we can't pronounce, huh, Elaine? Or spell. Or, or spell yeah. or whatever. Again, Mike Douglas with you, <laughs> along with Elaine Harlan, our producer and co-host, and, of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well. And uh, two great friends yes. joining us uh, tonight. John Sanders is uh, just, I mean... You talk about a warrior, just just out there. I mean, you know, God gives the command, the guys there, and and just you're an inspiration He's a doer. to They're us. Coming John. after him now? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Atinsky, and and Michael and I, you know, we've known each other. In, I don't know, twelve, a thirteen, long time. fifteen years, mm-hmm. somewhere around like that. And and uh, Michael, in addition to uh, pastoring. Dry Creek uh, Community Church in, in Riverbank, now also the chaplain for the Stanislaus County Jail System. And uh, what a blessing. And also uh, joining us in studio, of course, uh, Big John, the ever-ready yes. Bunny Engel, mm-hmm. and uh, Joseph uh, Tinsky as well. And, hey, and uh, He's waving Michael's to everybody. Son. Can and, you see yeah, him? Yeah. <laughs> Hold the mic up so they can see <laughs> Joseph there. By the way, <laughs> Joseph and Michael just recorded an incredible song knit within the womb and I don't, you know not to put you guys on the spot but we'd love to put that on our on our archives where people can access that and and uh, so I'll tell you what when we uh, put this up uh, for those of you listening live of course you know that uh, the broadcast will be up on the internet tomorrow in our archives and we're going to put that up there too as a profound profound song uh, I won't even tip you off on it it's just absolutely incredible well, before we go on, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of some more real-life Jesus freaks. Last August in India, brutal attacks by Hindu extremists left more than 116 Christians dead and 50,000 homeless. Churches and homes were set on fire, crops and fields destroyed. In response, government authorities established relief camps for the victims in Orissa State. But in January, for reasons still unclear, the camps were shut down, leaving refugees living in the same region as their persecutors. The Voice of the Martyrs had been providing assistance to the displaced Christians at the relief camps, but the evacuation has again left thousands without homes, food, income or security from more persecution. Will you pray for them? For the latest, go online to persecution.com. And back with you live here on Lighthouse Live. Uh, again, uh, 
Today, a very special guest. We'll get to them in just a moment, but just to give you an idea of where we'll be going, you know, friends, one of the great challenges that we have as a society right now is not only people who are incarcerated, but the the terrific challenges that face them after they're released uh, released from prison. And uh, you know, Elaine, uh, we're we're part of the the pact meetings, and mm-hmm. and what a talk about a God thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. whether Jesus Christ is lifted up at a government meeting, my goodness, you know, isn't that something? But uh, beyond that, we'll be talking about the fellowship of open rooms today and, and uh, provides formerly incarcerated Christians with independence, accountability, fellowship, and study of the Bible. And, uh, you know, in, in any type of program, if Jesus isn't in it, uh, it's likelihood of succeeding is is drastically diminished and so we're we're thrilled that there are um, programs like this ministries like this available we'll be talking about that in some detail in just a few moments right now let's check in with brad dacus it's time for the legal edge a look at your rights as a christian a parent and a citizen and now with a look at what's happening on the legal front the president of the pacific justice institute Brad Dacus. A federal appeals court in Washington, D.C. is the next stop for a federal lawsuit brought by well-known atheist Michael Newdow and others against inauguration prayer and the saying of, so help me God, as part of the presidential oath. Well, Pacific Justice Institute represents Dr. Rick Warren and Dr. Joseph Lowry, who were named as defendants because they offered prayers at President Obama's inauguration. And we were fortunate to prevail on the lower court, which agreed with us that the atheist and humanist plaintiffs did not suffer any injury, which would entitle them to file a lawsuit. We will continue to defend this case all the way to the Supreme Court, if necessary. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. <laughs> you know, John, uh, you just said something great. We're listening to this report by Brad Dacus, and he, he says, you know, wouldn't it be great if Michael Newdow had a road to Damascus experience and then wouldn't that be like god to do something like that you know someone who's persecuting god himself and uh you know for him to have that type of experience we just need to keep him in in prayer and and probably my attitude as well but anyway yeah you know because that's that's all part of it (laughs) all of our attitudes (laughs) well let's take a quick look at the volunteer center of the united way because we've got lots to talk about with michael and john uh chances to get out there and meet and greet people with a day of hope it's a car wash fundraiser and i don't know about your car but mine's pretty pathetic lately it's going to be held the first and third saturdays of every month from may 2nd through October 17th between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. at the City Bank on Gear Road in Turlock. And volunteers are needed to help wash and detail cars to raise money for needy families. Now, groups are welcome, and refreshments are provided for volunteers, and flexible shifts are available between 9.30 and 7.30 p.m. Monetary and non-perishable food donations are greatly appreciated and can be dropped off when you get your car washed. Now, a Day of Hope program is uh, of the CSU Stanislaw Foundation. They they distribute baskets of food and turkeys 
to families in need at Thanksgiving. This is a very good thing. Mm. So uh, you might want to go get your car washed and detailed, and I know I need to get mine done. And it's for a very uh, good cause as well. So Whoever volunteers details my car will have to have therapy afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could probably do it. Yeah. The mechanic's already in therapy. <laughs> we could probably do a whole show on that, and perhaps we uh, should. But anyway, that's a very good thing to uh, get involved in. So if you want to get connected to that and other things, we'll tell you how you can do that. Um, perhaps we could get Pastor Mike's car involved as well. But anyway, the Center for Human Services says if you're young and interested in the legal system, you could be a part of the youth court in Modesto, Oakdale, and Ceres. Youth volunteers ages 13 to 17 are needed to serve as defense and prosecution attorneys, jury members, bailiffs, and court clerks. Now, if you're older, adult volunteers who are knowledgeable of the law serve as mentors and assist volunteer attorneys with trial preparation and as judges to preside over the court. The court sessions are usually held during the evening, monthly on the second Tuesday in series, and the third Tuesday in Oakdale, and bi-monthly on Wednesdays in Modesto. The youth court process offers first-time juvenile defendants who have admitted responsibility for their offense an opportunity to have their case heard by a jury of their peers with an adult volunteer judge experienced in juvenile law presiding. So that might be something you're interested in if you're interested in law and things like that. Uh, Finally, community hospice, where you can provide support to individuals facing life-threatening illnesses, uh, their families and friends, and to those grieving with the loss of a loved one. Interested adults are asked to attend a volunteer training course, and that's scheduled on two Saturdays, May 16th and June 13th from 8 a.m. to 4.30. Uh, A training materials fee is $20 with scholarships available upon request. Volunteers will learn the philosophy and concepts of hospice care, the impact of terminal illness on both the patient and the family, an understanding of grief and loss, and trained to become a family visitor. Uh, After completing the training, volunteers may choose from a variety of positions throughout community hospice. Uh, Some very worthwhile opportunities for you to get involved with. Uh, Through the Volunteer Center of the United Way, I'm Barbara Borba. Would love to answer any of your questions on any of these. She's uh, reachable at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113, or email her at bborba at uastand.org. And here on the ABC home front, we have a father gaining custody of his son, and they need a twin bed. And a senior sister, 73, just moved into a house and needs a kitchen table, chairs, and a small sofa and a love seat. If you have any of these items to donate, please give us a call here at 209-544-9571, and we will connect you with uh, places where these uh, things are needed. Again, that's 209-544-9571. Well, we have two pastors, Michael Atensky and John Sanders. Both serve as chaplains, and both are dear brothers and friends of ours here at ABC. And guess what? The repeat offenders, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> repeat victims here at Lighthouse Live, and we want they to came back for more punishment. I don't know what that's about. Cruel and unusual punishment. We want to welcome you both back. Now, as we said before, you guys uh, serve. <clears throat> both of you have churches. Yes. Yeah, uh, Michael has one in Riverbank, and 
And Pastor John has one. I love the way he says it at the PAC meetings. How is it you say, John, you, the sky is uh, your ceiling and the grass is your carpet? Is that Yes, that, that's, yes. Uh, we're in the awesome. park. In yes. the park. Mm. Seven years now. Wow. Awesome. Amen. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Well, welcome brothers and friends and pastors and chaplains. And you both uh, <laughs> get along well. You're a team now with uh, uh, Fellowship of Open Rooms. What yes. in the world is Fellowship of Open Rooms? Well... It, it is really just an attempt to uh, help inmates find a place that is their church when they get out of jail. Uh, I was here 13 months ago, and uh, I, I looked it up. So I was here 13 say, months ago, <laughs> and I was, I was brand spanking new, really, as a chaplain. Yes, that's right. right. And uh, so... At this point, I've had an opportunity to be in the jails and in the units uh, with a little more mature eye. And what you see there is the church. You really see the church among the inmates. And the inmates uh, truly are born again, the ones that we meet with, the ones that meet for Bible study. Maybe not every single one, but for no. the most part, their Bible studies seem to be really spirit-led. The the Fellowship of Open Rooms was a name you came up with it, Michael, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with the name. Um, we are not trying to replace any church. Right. We love all the churches. We want to get them more involved. Fellowship of Open Rooms, uh, very much like NA or AA, we would like to have a place where people can meet. The vision is no no more than one mile apart. Uh, and it doesn't, we're not talking Modesto, we're talking how big is our God. Mm-hmm. I got chewed out one day. God said, I'm not seeing the vision as big as he's giving it to us. I was thinking California. and He said, that's too small. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, Fellowship of Open Rooms, we don't want to, we want to use other church buildings and businesses and any place we can meet. So we don't want a name that sounds like we're trying to come in and be a church in a church. That is not our our effort that is not the vision that god has given us you know we're, we're just a place what i found is so many people that get out of jail men and women uh, because of my park ministry with the poor and the homeless i often see them after they're out a year or two years later and i'll ask them because they were doing so well in the jail in the word and you could you know mm-hmm. truly you could see their heart was truly That's for the That's what I Lord. meant by being the church. Yes, know? yeah. And they, we have, you might call it cell churches in That's the right. church. That's but, right. <laughs> or in the jail, I mean. Cell churches right. in, in the jail. Yeah. I asked them, why, why didn't you get into church? You were just, you were on fire, you know. And, well, they, they've been lied to, the, the devil. You know, well, I didn't have the right clothes, or I'm not like those nice people, or I have tattoos, or it's, it's all lies. Whatever works to keep you out of church from God's glory right. living in and through your life, the devil mm-hmm. will use it. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Kind of so, that uh, if we are the body by casting yes, crowns. That's exactly. right. It's, it's kind of yes. that story. Yeah. And, and, and to uh, John and, and, and Mike, there, there's a different culture behind the walls, behind the bars. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a whole different ecosystem than it is out here. Oh, it is, yeah. And it must be a, a major culture shock. And I'm not sure that with the best of intentions that we in outside churches are prepared to adequately minister to well, you know, coming up. We had a recent event uh, now 13 months later and with the establishment of Fellowship of Open Rooms 
some of the people at Dry Creek have uh, welcomed the idea of being sponsors, which John can shortly uh, explain. But a sponsor is just a Christian who is established in their walk with the Lord who takes an inmate, uh, which we like to call soulmates when they get out, mm-hmm. anyways, or a brother or a sister, yeah. and just help them walk through life for the first few weeks to a month to however long it takes to establish them. John's been doing this a long time already in his church, but he's one man. And so what we're trying to do is develop a whole army or right. a core of men and women who will do the same thing John's been doing. So there are certain steps you take to help these people uh uh, break away from uh, bondage that this is the thing that uh, happened recently. We had a person, I'm just going to say a person, who was released from jail, had great relationship with the chaplain inside, was a real evangelist sharing Christ with everyone in the jail, in that unit, and was just very positive when they got out. They're going to establish, you know, a Christian fellowship, and they're going to be involved in a church, and they're just going to get back on track. And it wasn't three days later the person crashed. And part of mm-hmm. that was due to our naivete. You know, uh, we we let three or four days go by, and that the person was in a Bible study a couple different days within those first three, four days. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have the the smarts or the experience to realize you can't just let this person out on their own for three or four days without some kind of real personal contact because this individual has come out of three or four generations of, what do you call it, crack users? or, well, what, or what gangs we, or whatever. But it, this wasn't even a gang. You know. It was just drug abuse. Are so. they in some sort of rehabilitative? No. See, does, no. Yeah, they, that would have helped. But we should have, in discussing this later, and John does this so effectively, and he's really going to be used up the Lord to teach others how to do this. But we should have told this individual you know, we want to come alongside of you, but there's some basic things you're going to have to do. And sure. one would have been to break away even from their own family because this was a very negative uh, situation for them. But I'm just saying that because there is so much to learn for the Christians in churches uh, like oh. myself, who's been a pastor but still completely oblivious mm-hmm. to the to the trouble now you mentioned that these dry face you mentioned dry creek michael mm-hmm. and uh pastor john has the um church of rolling Roll- thunder. church of rolling thunder at beer brook park in modesto mm-hmm. and uh we talked about the pact meeting which we should share means parole oh. and community team uh, which takes place twice monthly uh, for the uh, mm-hmm. parolees being uh, mm-hmm. mandated to uh, mm-hmm. attend these meetings now where did you two meet? Let's let's oh. back up just a little bit, if we could backtrack. And chaplaincy. Yeah, when, when chaplaincy. Mike came in as okay. the head chaplain right. for the Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department. Okay. I'd been a volunteer for, I guess, four years or so right. at that point, right. and we met that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and John and uh, one, other, uh, uh, one other man uh, used to meet with me because I was kind of like their Timothy and they were my Barnabases. You know, I was learning from them uh, what to what to anticipate as I came in as a chaplain. 
And it's I know, different than pastoring a church. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been attending the PACT meetings now for several years. Yes. And I, I know, John, you have a, a, an excellent rapport with the parolees, both the men and the women who attend these meetings. And oftentimes you will um, communicate with them the need for, and you will tell them that they are warriors. Oh, yes, they are. You'll ask them the question, how many warriors do we have here? Boy, they love that question. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, uh, and you tell them that there's a place for them. Well, there is. Yes. There is. And it's important that the PACT meeting or the, the parole and community team, it's mandatory for those that are paroled from our state prisons. It's not mandatory for people coming out of our jail system, out of the county jail. We're working on that. Uh, it was wonderful that CDC opened it up so that anyone coming out of our jail system can attend. Mm-hmm. And there's about 60 agencies represented there, mm-hmm. uh, public, private, some faith-based, some not. But everybody there wants to see them be successful and not return. Uh, we are working at currently working trying to make it mandatory for anybody that comes out of the jail that's on probation because you still have some hold on them, you know, uh, that they go and see what's available. Um, but, yes, they are warriors. Matter of fact, when this all started off becoming a chaplain, I was in just general. I'd never thought about the jails. I've been in a lot of them. <laughs> but, but, you know, bikers get around, you know, in the old days. But, uh, yeah, I'd been in a lot of jails. Anyway, one day I was just praying, and it wasn't about jail or anything, ministry, just general prayer. And God spoke into, I was just profound, and he said, my warriors are locked up. Mm. And it was just out of the blue, and I said, Lord, what do you mean? Your warriors are locked up. And he said, they're all in jail and in prison. And that's when I started seeking, mm. you know, to, to become a chaplain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I quickly learned I was trying to get in with the state prisons. But they all told me, all the chaplains I contacted, they said, if you want to minister, don't be a chaplain because we're administrators in the, in the prisons. We don't have time to minister. Probably for you, Michael. That's exactly right. A lot of it's right. administrative. Right. So as a volunteer chaplain, you can do much, much more. Right. Yeah. Um, and Fellowship of Open Rooms, how it began... <laughs> Uh, again, one day the Lord spoke to me. It's about three years ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was in prayer uh, uh, trying to get the churches to open their doors to these men and women coming out of, of jail. Uh, you have to understand our jail, we, we process approximately 22,000 people every year. And we have a 90, 80 to 90 percent recidivism. But it's even higher because we don't take into account those that go to prison and can't reoffend. It's it's. Well, incredibly high. There's such an opportunity. God is truly doing a work in there. Mm-hmm. I baptized 11 women last Wednesday, went back in right. Wednesday night, and nine more came to salvation. Wow. Mm-hmm. And seven of those were first time. We've been averaging 30, at, 30 baptisms at least since I came on as chaplain. And before that, it was just as high. Oh, yeah. God is 30 doing a tremendous work in there. Every month. But we need people to come alongside them, and we call them sponsors because, by definition, that's a person that is responsible. But back to the, the, the church. You know, churches, they need to protect their flock in some sense. They do, but they lack understanding. Philemon, the book, Paul said, don't receive him as, you know, he's, he's a fellow servant, a laborer. He's a brother. Onesimus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, well, Onesimus, the mm-hmm. man, Onesimus, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, that's what this is really, a lot of it is all about. Receive them as an equal. They're a brother and a sister. We don't put them in a program. They're not, 
It's not them. They are us. Just a different sin, maybe. You, you understand. Yeah. And there, but I understand the pastor's point. And I quickly learned, well, after three years of trying, uh, and I, I love the churches. Don't get me wrong. I love the churches. Uh, but God spoke to me, and, and he was very clear. It was what he said. He said, it is no longer acceptable to lead them to the lamb and release them to the wolves. Mm, wow. Yeah. Oh, that was heavy. Yeah. I can almost tear up now because it was so <clears throat> profound. Mm. I realized I had to start something. And that's where the fellowship of open rooms uh, came into play. It's at least a place, a springboard that they can attend. You can come with your tattoos. You wear the, the dress coat is be comfortable. No suits or ties. No, 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 no. Uh, it's a place where they can come and mm-hmm. feel comfortable, still be in the word, uh, have fellowship, right. you know. But the vision, that isn't the vision. The vision, our churches are just packed full with wonderful, mature Christians who have right. never had an opportunity to minister. That's right. And they're, 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 they have been in the Word. They are solid. They, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't take very many people to run a church, unfortunately. They all have gifts. That's right. That's right. And, and what an opportunity for these people. It's going to be all the churches, mm-hmm. the individuals, that will say, you know what? I am going to love my neighbor as myself. I am going to put down some of the things I could be enjoying in life. In other words, no greater love hath a man. Mm-hmm. You right. know, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to get into ministry. The churches are full of wonderful people that could come alongside these men and women. A lot of these men and women, matter of fact, I've been ministering to the women about a year and a half now, I think. And I take in prayer requests. Eighty percent of the prayer requests, the very beginning, the start of the request is for me to pray for them to be a good mother. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they have no moral compass. Three weeks ago. A lady, uh, one of the women in the jail came up to me and says, well, Pastor John, I'm going to be released in about a week, and I'm really worried. And I said, why? She says, well, I don't know where to go. And I said, well, where is the best place for you to go? She said, with my grandfather, but he's a drug dealer. That was the best that she had, you know. Uh, And we, in Fellowship of Open Rooms, is not to supply living. We want to teach them that God is trustful, that you can count on him, that if you put... Seeking the kingdom of God first and, and his righteousness, God will supply. I've seen God do it over and over and over again. We don't want to enable them. We want them That's to right. have that personal relationship. And so they know the Lord and that he is trustworthy. Yeah, and another part to that, too, is we want to, and maybe it's a matter of training and teaching, but to teach those coming out that they can network among themselves. Now, we're talking specifically about those who have had an encounter with the Lord while they're in jail, we're not just right. asking. Oh, we're no, not no. saying every inmate that gets we, out. We are in we're, some ways handpicking. Yeah, yeah. Before we would meet, well, we can explain that. Yeah. When we have time here, if we do, Absolutely. how that yes. would work. But you basically, do that, sure. But basically, the networking is going to develop as it does in the units in the jail leaders. I well, mean, we're going to see their gifts manifest even yeah, in the jail, to even as the new Christians. Yeah. You start to see their gifting. And it's so amazing. when they get out, the same networking is going to produce that. And we want them, we want eventually for John and I and others like us to back off well, and that, actually have those who have come out be the new leaders. It was The Lord was clear directors. as he gave me visions and, and expounded in his word what he wanted, what the vision was, even at night. He would give in my dreams, you know, visions uh, and enduring prayer. It was I knew right off that I was just to be kind of a first generation and I was to back out 
and they were to to uh, do their own, you know, to come into their place, pastors, right. preachers, teachers, right. mentors, uh, what, right. you know, the, all the gifts, all the many things. You know, you, you mentioned something uh, a few minutes ago, and, mm-hmm. and I want to go back to it just for a second. And that is the the lies mm. that attack these folks being released from prison. And and it contributes to the recidivism rate. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they are stepping into a different culture. You mentioned relationships. If they go back to their old relationships, they're going to yeah. go back to their old cell. Much but, harder. Uh, yes. let's, let's talk about that influence of having to look at changing your relationships and how we... How, how you help them counteract what the enemy has to say to them in terms of lies as they're getting out. Well, you need to instill in them that these things are going to happen when they get out. Mm. So they're aware of it. They expect it. They, that to, expect to expect these it, kinds yeah. of things. And we, it, we're just at the beginning of this for such tremendous opportunity. But um, I let them know, and, and I teach them spiritual warfare, the, the basic thought battle warfare. You know, to take captive the thoughts and imaginations of the mind and send it packing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know. Say it a thousand times if you have to for any desire or or thought that is not in alignment with the gospel or your heart's desire, you know. So they have some basic tools that they leave with. And that's what Saturday, it's actually our churches on Saturdays, the Fellowship of Open Rooms. And I teach warfare. These are God's warriors. He said so. Uh, and the, they, they are wonderful because they read the word. I'm, I, hope, I hope I'm not getting off. but No, go ahead. They want the God they read in the Bible. Yeah. They want to follow the same Jesus they read. That's all they know. Right. So when I get out, I'm going to go raise the dead in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm, you know, they, they are, it's, they're amazing. And they've already proven they're crazy. They'll do anything. <laughs> I mean, we laugh about that. But no, it's true. Yeah. It's true. They don't get embarrassed. They, they'll shout Jesus out in the middle of the street. They, they, you know, they are wonderful that way. But they want a real God. They don't want, they want the one they read yeah. in, in jail. And fellowship, and really what the Lord has impressed. Well, let me see now. Am I getting off of the track? No, I go ahead. You're, you're, you're on a roll. Keep going. Um, the th- part of the vision is uh, the Lord wants the home church That's for this right. group. Yeah. The Lord has been very clear. It's in the small groups. Uh, say you have four neighbors in, in a neighborhood that, you know, that w- come through the jail. They can get together twice a week and, and learn. And now their sponsors will be with them right. twice a week to help them grow. So they learn to support each other, to pray for each other. And the Lord said, this is where I will manifest their gifts. That's it's right. in the small home churches. That's right. The, that's I mean, that's a movement. God has been very clear about that's that. a movement across the world. Yes. Our, our cell churches, home churches. Well, I know you call it cell church, but I have never heard churches. the word cell church. Yeah, all, all I know is you yeah, say tomato. I love and I say tomato. Well, no, what's, <laughs> you say potato. Really I say potato. That's why you guys get along so well. <laughs> I love it. You can change we, whatever term I use. The Lord was giving me visions in sleep and sleep and dreams, and through His Word, four months later, Mike calls me and says, "Hey, John." Yeah. God gave me a vision of it, and I said, "Well, guess what? That's the same one God." Because yeah, you yeah. said God said my name after the well, vision. Yes. Well, what it was, so I he called me. I knew nothing about small churches, house churches. Oh no, I well, never shared bit. it with anybody. Yeah, but I went to uh, well, it was a class I went to, and there I met a doctor, uh, Ralph Neighbor, oh, yeah. and he is well known around the world for cell churches. 
even though you don't know about it, but he's well known all he around the world now. for that. And he was teaching this concept for the 10 days I was up for this class. And so God actually moved me out of one uh, cadre of the course mm -hmm. into his. And so my training now is all in the area of small home groups and, and cell churches. Every time he hears me say small house church, he's going to uh, dock my grade. But anyways, uh, but he, so he was used of the Lord as a surprise to me to help me understand this concept and how it works so well within this new area of prison uh, jail ministry. And I was starting to see things happening in the jail that he was describing. So then I said, this has, there has to be an answer here to recidivism in, in this uh, movement of small groups. And uh, then John's name came. And he says, yes. And John is the one that you can call upon to, to get this going. So yeah. I went to John and said, John, I, 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 I believe we can do something about recidivism in, with small groups. And, and I feel very positive about this. And you're the one that God said to get close to. So ever since then, we've been a team. You know, isn't it amazing how God connects those? Yeah. Those yes. And it is. seems to me this, you know, grouping thing happened in Acts somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Impressive. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Oh, so much energy in this room. And we're going to be back to discuss cells and, and more things. But I tell you what, right now, the group Mercy Me commands our attention and affection whenever they perform. And tonight, they sing from their CD, Coming Up to Breathe. And the song is entitled Hold Fast. And we'll return on Lighthouse Live right after this. Yeah. 
on Lighthouse Live from their CD, Coming Up to Breathe. And I love the line, free from our captivity, hold fast. What a great song, what a great group, and what a great group of guys we have around this roundtable. Michael Latinsky and John Sanders, along with Pastor Mike and Elaine. And it's great to have you here. Uh, Fellowship of Open Rooms is what we're discussing tonight. And during the song there, just talking about the great... Uh, things that these men and women, uh, entrepreneurship that they have. John, talk a little bit about uh, the things that you guys have discovered, you and Michael, uh, the the great uh, talents and gifts that the Lord has given the people that you're working with. Well, it's an amazing thing. You you don't think of an inmate or an ex-convict in this way, but they are business people. This is They are in business, the wrong business, but they understand business principles, marketing, costs they understand and their mathematical skills is incredible i had a girl that applied to be a phlebotomist she was scared to death about the math she said she called me the day after pastor john i aced it i couldn't believe it well she didn't think about how she converts percents and fractions and weights and measures into dollars in the street on the second she's a dealer i mean she her math skills were really up there uh but they don't understand you know they don't understand and, and and we don't understand they have tremendous business skills. They truly do. They're managers. Some of them manage many, many people under them who are selling for them. I mean, it's the wrong products, but you can take the same principles. They're directors. They're managers. They're marketers. There's, mm-hmm. they, they do projection, you know, of sales. Uh, they, when they make a purchase, I mean, it's every business principle is practiced by these, these people, but they don't understand. They don't realize it. No, it's true. It's an amazing thing. You know, one of the uh, things I appreciated, we were talking about it during the break. <clears throat> you know, we're in our, our Western modern church, we're famous for coming up with programs mm-hmm. and yes. strategies. And, and there's a difference between a program and something that God just births. 
<laughs> and you can tell the difference, can't you? And isn't it cool when God just opens up and says, hey, I've got something new for you. <clears throat> you don't have to do a business plan behind it. Right. You know, you just... Re- you, Elaine's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just respond. Yes. You know, and and, and uh, John, talk a little bit well, about this, that. Well, this is what's so so exciting about this. This is something our Father wants. Mm. This is something, this is his directive, not ours. It isn't something that Mike and I got together and isn't, wouldn't this be nice? Yeah. No, 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 no. This is something where truly we meet together every Thursday, ourselves mm-hmm. and a few other men, and we seek God and Holy Spirit for guidance. There is nothing we are doing that we haven't been led by God's Spirit to do. And that's what's exciting. Yes. It is exciting. It, it, it's not hard to do something God is making a way for. You know, but He needs, He needs the churches, the individuals, that's many right. individuals in the churches. What a wonderful opportunity for them to come in and be ministers, minister one-on-one, the to be church, sponsors. Yes, the right. church is the body of oh, Christ. It is. And if his fingerprints are on it, right, Michael? Right, that's right. Yes. You know, and, and I, I, I'm I'm fine if I know God's fingerprints. I'll charge hell with a squirt gun as long as we know that, that God's that. fingerprints yeah. are on it. Yeah. Uh, you know. I like it. But and, and, and it is very freeing, isn't it? It is. Because sometimes God mm-hmm. uses what society would say would be the foolish things. Well, you know what and, I, Well, that's what these people are. Yeah. Well, I'm They're kind of, exactly the ones God spoke of yeah. to confound the wise. Amen. What, what I've discovered, too, is that uh, we have taught the church, the body of Christ, to wait for some kind of program to plug into. Mm. Yes. The thing about this is there we we keep telling people this is not a program. No it isn't. This can yeah, go any amen. direction you want. Right. It's just a uh mm-hmm. a, a method. Uh forget some of the terms we use to describe it, but it's a concept. It's just a concept. And the biggest part is just convincing the individual Christian who has a desire to do it to get beyond their fear. And to just trust the Lord with it. And you don't have to know where everything is going to fall. All you need to know is that you need to take a step forward, be introduced to someone who's coming out of jail, and say, I'm going to love you. He did not give us a spirit of fear. fear. This is a new paradigm shift, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is. For us. That's right. And also, we always think in ministry of group ministries, where everybody's in a big group. But what God's doing here is he's saying this is an individual ministry within the fellowship of a larger group. But each individual is going to have to rely upon their own training and discipleship that they've received to disciple one more. You know, just I, and I don't know if you know or not, but it, it just crossed my mind. I wonder how, what percent of families here in Stanislaus County are touched some, somewhere oh. by an inmate? Oh, we okay. we are we we all are. It's huge. I mean, isn't whether it? you know it or not, you it, are. It can't be that distanced, no. right? Well, right. let's just say, what if it was just fifty, fifty people being touched by one person that's incarcerated now? What a number that would be! But it's probably more like a hundred or two hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, you know, well we process twenty two thousand people. Some of mm-hmm. them are repeat, but not all. You know, just in our county, you know, and the this the sponsor uh, 
Oh, geez, what a, I mean, I, if I was listening to this, I'd be getting excited in my spirit. You, you know, I'm no, really, can I, I can minister? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What was the last thing Jesus said? Go and make disciples of all the, all the people, all the nations. Baptizing them, you know, grow, make them grow until they are fully whelmed in the authority and character of the Father, the Son. That's the baptism. And the Holy Spirit. We have not a, talking about water. We have two men that are kind of fighting over one released inmate <laughs> right now. We but, don't have enough. Oh, and who might that be? Well, I don't know if we should say that. No, oh, we should, no, but, then don't. No, <laughs> no, but one is in real estate, and the other man is I. I don't know. I'm about not sure exactly what his. Uh, real, he's in. He's a multitasker. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he's also real estate. But they're sharing one of these. Vibrant men that have come out of jail that just wants to grow. They're inc- they're they're inc- they're excited. He's how much actually discipling them. He is. <laughs> they, every time we see them, they they comment how much they're learning from their disciple, wow. the one that that they should be teaching is wow. also, and they're also excited about how blessed they're being. They didn't expect yeah. to be blessed yeah, right. by this. I mean, they 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 just went in because right. of love. That's it. You, you know, Matthew twenty two. You know, mm. this is all part of loving your neighbor. It's. It's it's yes, and the command it's the Great Commission, Absolutely. and you know what? We need thousands of them, of sponsors just in this county. And these are these are brothers and sisters in the Lord we're talking about again. Yeah, well, they're they not, were given yeah. gifts just like everybody uh-huh. who knows the Lord. We have they have gifts. Oh they yes, they do. Them. That's right. God That's shows right. them out as warriors. That's even right. wow. Well, you, you know, and I think another dynamic here, and this has hit home with me. I think the past few years more than it, it did before. I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes with this, but, you know, when Jesus separates the the sheep from the goats. Yes. And I I have come to firmly believe that Jesus inhabits the condition and the personality and the fears and the depression and all that stuff that goes with an oppressed person. Mm -hmm. When Jesus says, when you did it to the least of these brothers, you you, you did it to to me. me. You know, doggone it, these people coming out of prison. Jesus is inhabiting, That's you know, right. that situation. And when we minister That's right. to that person, we are ministering to God. We are loving we are. God we are. in yeah. addition to loving our neighbors as ourselves. Yeah. And and so there is really, I, I think, you know, all, and I see it, all these sheep are gathered there and and Jesus goes through this litany, you know, when mm-hmm. I was sick, when I was yeah. needed clothing, when I was hungry, right. when when I was in prison. And they're all going, oh, man, we messed up. We messed up. Right. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. You know, when you did it to these folks, you, you, you did yeah. it to me. Isn't that a wonderful? And I, I think uh, a lot of us will go, oh. you know, yes. you, you couldn't see me hit my head there, but. I'll hold the microphone up. So you can, there we go. It was, it was like, was oh, good, I got a V8. You know, it, it, I, I think there's going to be yeah. a real surprise there that, yeah. wow, we were ministering to Christ. You and know, it's there, the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. There was a Hallmark, Hallmark movie last night, and it was about this woman in uh, Poland who actually went in and found Jewish children, brought them out of the oh, ghetto, yes. and put them in homes of Christian families t- to protect them from from death and that is exactly uh where we're at right now we have generations we have at least one generation if not two or three that are just in the ghetto and they're and they're being killed by by the evil one they're being destroyed and god is calling people we're calling sponsors just to step in and adopt them Mm -hmm. take them out of the ghetto 
they, you don't have to put them in your house. Matter of fact, we advise don't take them into your home too quickly unless the Lord is really leading. But find sanctuary for them. What, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about the expectations and the training for the uh, the person who's going to, to be the sponsor. What, what, what expectations okay. are there of that person? Um, well, of course, you're just going to love them. I mean, and then everything else gets easy after that. But you're you're like Mike says you you uh, you need to be wise as well. Uh, the training we're starting in training, and I we're going to start doing at least two nights a week. Mike's looking into if we can use uh, the jail facility mm-hmm. out on Hackett Road for the training, mm-hmm. okay. and uh, we may do a lot more training than that. Uh, we're feeling our way through this. As a matter of fact, this is just in its beginning stages. Uh, the training is really very simple. They, the sponsors, if, if those of you that are listening, um, you will be trained, uh, but know that the people that we would bring before you have been pretty much handpicked. We're only going to choose the people that were really, really, really serious that we could see there was the, the road to Damascus kind of thing, uh, experience, you know, or, or even, uh, the, the road to Emmaus. They met Jesus. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there is a definite change in this person. And those are the only ones that we're going to even recommend that, that, uh, be discipled. So they already are handpicked. Okay. Um, we the idea is the the person we've been ministering to in the jail is comfortable with the chaplain already and we will, we're working on getting a get, together a list of available sponsors and That's sponsors right. once again are are like mentors someone who who is they are going mentors to, he or she is going to disciple right. yes they these, are going to people. disciple That's exactly okay. right That's right. exactly right It's a handoff okay. the chaplain and will we will meet off. we will meet with the disciple okay. uh-huh. You know, that you'll have the disciple, the chaplain, and the sponsor. And if the sponsor and the disciple feel that their personality, whatever, would be a good fit, well, off they go. But the chaplain is always available. Always. We're always available. We're talking about all the chaplains. There's all the chaplains, not just us. Yeah, there's 100. How many are there? 140. There's only, there's only yeah. 50 that are. You guys are growing. Are, there's well, only 50 amen. somewhat active. Yeah, about yeah. 50 to 60 every month that are really active. Yeah. Sometimes a little different makeup up to 50 or 60. But still. The chaplains are, are multiple. It's not just myself or John. Right, and, and, and yeah, from several denominations. That's uh-huh. not what this is about, right. denomination. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, no, God's very clear about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be many people from all the churches. That's you know, right. that, that yes, right. oh, yes, it is going to be one or two the or three churches. Amen. The whole body. That's exciting. That. You know, what? I, I think something, too, for the, uh, for the sponsor, the, the mentor, is, you know, Jesus didn't bat a thousand, you know, when when he caught a lot of people rejected him. And you know what? The reality is ministry is messy and and there will Mm -hmm. be there will Mm -hmm. be, quote unquote, failures, I guess. But, you know, it it's it's a win win because you're planting seeds. You're having the opportunity to uh, allow God's love, grace, mercy and compassion flow through you into this person. And I would just say to those who may be a little bit wary, well, gee, you know what if what if my person doesn't work out? Hey, you know that that's God's that's mm-hmm. that's God's issue. Yes, it is. You know it is ours. is a show. Well, John, you, you were mentioning <clears throat> during one of the breaks earlier. You know we, we're talking about inertia, and I forget what your phrase was, but you know it's it's 
it's it's hard to turn around when you're not moving or something. Yeah, that's you know, at least if you move in one direction, well, actually, God can move you, right? It, it, it was the only time God ever said my voice. I didn't share this, but I was praying when I first became a Christian. No, I was going to save the world with Jesus. Still am. But, you know, oh, God, what do you want me to do? Oh, God, and I'm praying all the time. And God spoke into my spirit just loud as could be, kind of like upset. Anyway, he said, John, one thing is for certain. I can't change your direction if you're standing still. Do something. Amen. <laughs> and I knew he wanted to go to the park. I already knew what he wanted me to do. But, Amen. but yeah, you have to, you know, God can't change your direction if you're standing still. And back to so many wonderful people in these churches, all of them, that, that, that there's just no place in the church for them to minister. It doesn't, you know, back to that, it doesn't take very many to operate a church. You know, and, and a and, lot and of them were willing to serve. This is tremendous. And we're going to be held accountable for, did you visit That's me right. kind of a thing. Absolutely. You know, did you fulfill the commission? Did you? Success or not? That's between the person and the Lord. Ours is to do it, to, to do well, and to disciple, and to can, make disciples. Can you imagine in the airport district if these men and women who are used to that environment are back in there in a Christian home, house, yeah. church, and they're they're meeting together, they're helping support each other, they're networking. The community is going to see that as a sure. lighthouse to come to. Well, they will be. One that, that is cell so, church? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not using that term right now. Sorry, Dr. Neighbor. Well, but it's a <laughs> I think church. it's very interesting. I, uh, I have in front of me a little briefing sheet on the purpose and mission yeah. of, of the Fellowship of Open Rooms. And the footnote number one is use of cell church is not a reference to churches meeting in jail cells. You know, what, and we think we laugh about that, but really, I would, I, it's got to be said. Well, you know, that's, that's also the irony of it, I guess, yeah. is how God's brought this together. Prison cell. Well, I mean, I wasn't a chaplain uh, two years ago. Yeah. Re- really, gentlemen, th- this could turn... Not only ours, but many communities upside down. Yeah. The, again, God chewed me out for not seeing the vision as big yeah. as he's giving it. But can you see? And I was it, thinking of California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I've been encouraged. This is something that could be used all over the world because the same Literally. problem faces mm-hmm. every nation in the world. It goes back to the original yeah, sure. church. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like you, you were alluding to, you have three or four families within a few block radius. They get together a couple of times a week, one night for prayer and worship and ministering to each other with the sponsors. And then another night maybe for, mm-hmm. for just worship and family time, you know, learn to love each other. But and I'm not knocking people, but there are many areas in this town we're we're kind of afraid to go to. Sure. Uh, and yeah. and and not wrongly, because they know you don't belong there. And so do you, mm-hmm. you know, to start walking the tre- streets preaching jesus you know but the these very places we're afraid to go they call that home that's right what a wonderful plan god has to change these neighborhoods to change entire environments of towns Mm -hmm. and counties and states and even the world why not that's right well big god i mean historic even even across the oceans Hasn't mm-hmm. some of the greatest missionary uh, work been done by indigenous people? Oh yeah, you yes. know who who I mean, missionaries go mm-hmm. and plant yes. seeds, but it's the indigenous people right. who who have given their hearts over to God, and then God goes, okay, all right, now now we're cooking. Yes. Now yes. now yes. what you're saying yes. is we have missions right here in our own county. You know yes, that's of do. a special indigenous yes, people. That's we a whole do. other show we could go off on that yeah. one. Amen. I am firmly, I yeah. firmly believe that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Hey guys, we're uh, we're we you know, are bumping the clock on this show. Yeah, we are. <laughs> All right. God but, God has eternity in His time clock. We don't. We have about two minutes. Now, John, where is and Michael, where where is Fellowship of Open Rooms being held right now as we speak? Okay. And we were talking about sponsors, and we have a very short time. All to right. Do that. Let, first, let me give you a phone number where you can be reached. I can be reached. Five two two one two two five. So run and get your pencil. I'm going to say it again. Area code 209. 209. 209. Area code 209-522-1225. And I will explain to any and all that call and and invite you to meetings and and so forth so you can get greater detail. Right now we meet every Saturday at Journey Church. Every Saturday at Journey Church, 1 o'clock. It's right next to Hazel's Restaurant on 12th Street. Okay. So it's on 12th Street, Journey Church, between D and E Streets, mm-hmm. 1 o'clock every Saturday, Look Journey Church. Look for a church. banner sign. Right next they have to a banner, a banner on the oh, front. Right. It's a brand new little non-denominational church, but they're letting us, yeah. again, use their building uh, every Saturday, yeah. 1 o'clock, Journey Church. All right. And oh. again, it's 522-1225, and that's area code 209. And we, we will give you training. It will probably be one night of training that you'll need. And then just a lot of phone calls. Well, we're doing training every Thursday also during the day, though. (laughs) Thinking about a website, perhaps? Yes, we need help with that. All right. We can make that happen. We'll get you some help on that. Okay. You know, Rolling Thunder, the Sons of Thunder. I mean, you know, God's just all about thunder, isn't he? What a great time with you guys. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And wherever you may be listening, dear friends, we just appreciate you listening. And uh, may God continue to bless you as you love your neighbors, as you love yourselves. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.